Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Ray Tank. That's the new name of the Tampa Bay Rays blog and the behind-the-scenes stories and more. Not to be confused with the Rays Tank, which is a verb, as in, what the hell are they doing in this ball club giving away Corey Dickerson and Jake Odorizzi for nothing? Also, more fallout from the approach GM Eric Neander is having and some stinging comments, speaking of Rays, from center fielder Kevin Kiermaier. And maybe he got a call to the principal's office. The Bucks hired defensive line coach. We'll tell you if he was the best man for the job. And the NHL trade deadline right around the corner. Some Bolts players weigh in on what it's like to be part of a trade discussion. All that and more on this episode of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick. Thanks for making us a big part of your day. Before we get started on this podcast, I want to tell you about an offer from Audible.com. Sign up now and get a free 30-day trial membership. That's a $15 value. And as a listener to this show, you'll get a free audiobook. Just go to audibletrial.com. That's spelled A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial.com slash sports day. Take advantage of the deal. Audible is owned by Amazon. It's the leading provider of digital audiobooks. What does that mean to you? Well, they've got over 180,000 titles to choose from. And unlike streaming, you own your own books. So once they've been downloaded, you can even listen to them offline. That's audibletrial.com slash sports day for a free 30-day trial membership and a free audiobook. Okay, so... <laughs> Steve, I got to tell you, uh, you got to start with a little bit of levity, right? I mean, you know, sports can get kind of heavy sometimes. Yes. Um, and I'm not, I want to make sure that I'm, I, I want you to understand I'm not laughing at the Rays as much as I'm sort of laughing with their fans, if you will, if that makes sense. But you kind of know how these marketing meetings go. I mean, you know, you, you were a, a big executive in, in, in the uh, radio business, and so you probably sat in on a, a gazillion of these things and trying to explain to marketers just what you do. And, and all that. Well, you know, the Rays had a good idea, or so it seemed, that they wanted to start a new blog, you know, sort of an insider, but a, a sort of a franchise-produced blog, and what would be a better name than something that's, uh, you know, around around their mascot, around their logo, the Rays. And they have, of course, in center field, a Tropicana field, if you've ever been out there, and who hasn't by now, uh, they have the Rays tank, so that's where the Rays live, so this would be this would be the end. I just imagine this 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 marketing meeting is going so well as they as they spit forward all these ideas. Like this is the gathering place for race fans. This is going to be where they go uh, for interviews and for all these things that that the ball club is doing the behind the scenes. So this will be the tank. This is like the Ray Tank, except that it's taking on a whole new meaning this year. Is that and a I, noun I or guess a verb? It's a verb, I think. I mean, it was meant to be a noun. I mean, their blog is a noun, obviously, but now it's become a verb. And it's not so funny, although it's funny. If it wasn't so funny, it would be sad. But, I mean, in this time that they talk about sort of socially unaware, um, no one in that meeting, apparently, when they, before they rolled this out, realized, yeah, I don't know that this is the time we want to do this because the ball club's giving away players, all of them, like Jake Odorizzi and Corey Dickerson, who was DFA'd, for virtually nothing. 
So the word tank in baseball is being used quite a bit, especially with the Rays. You know, what's beautiful about it in its own sorted way, and I'm sure I'm sure the Rays probably would think better of this segment, but um, it's just, as you said when we were talking before we the, for the podcast, this is what social media and Twitter was made for. Absolutely. This is exactly what it was made for. The responses, it's awesome. the responses you get on social media to events like this <laughs> oh, are incredible. It's just, the creativity of it, of the American people or just people in general is phenomenal at times. So many, so many funny people out there and very clever. And uh, so I'm just going to roll through a few of them as they as they were laid out uh, in the Tampa Bay Times, TampaBay.com. If you want to go and read some of these uh, tweets, this isn't exactly the mean tweets that Jimmy Fallon would do. It's just kind of the funny tweets, right? So the subject is. The Ray Tank, and of course, the, the double entendre is that you know they they are maybe perhaps actually tanking. Hey, do you think we so, can get Ray's executives to read these tweets? <laughs> that would be actually very funny. Hey, Eric Neander, read this one. Okay, this is from Drew. Did the team just formally announce that they are tanking this year? But I'm bummed. From Michael Ag, honesty is the best policy? Question mark. Um, we had uh, many others here. Uh, one blue said, uh, "Our season in a nutshell." Pretty spot on here, guys. Said Sam of Lebo My Ego. Uh, some of these names are pretty good too, by the way. Um, here's another one from uh, John Abuchin. I guess his name is. I'm not sure. As in tanking until the taxpayers pay for a stadium? Are you sure you want to call it that, Ray Tank? <laughs> Looking forward to the Ray rebuild, or how about the Ray championship window and the Ray tank again? <laughs> I think it got that confused with the Marlins, perhaps. It would be the Marlin tank again. Uh, I don't think you guys really thought this name through. The Marlins would be tank again and again and again. <laughs> That's right. But we won. Now we're tanking well, again and again. They at least have a World Series or two to their name. Two. That's for sure. Yeah, two. There you go. And then they disbanded twice as well. Um, as part of the Ra- as part this is from Don't Look at Angie, and I won't. As part of the Rays tank, would you ship Archer over to the Dodgers? Please, thanks. <laughs> this must be this must be some Dodger fan. Oh, it's tank, all right. Yeah, that or Andrew Friedman. Yeah, poss- Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's just look. I know they didn't expect it this way, and they got a really nice logo, and it just it's sort of. You know, and under any other circumstance, people would have been all about this. But, but man, not, did not the only people the have fun with this. But it happened the day after. The, the day, the, the, or you know, it's Saturday night it broke. So you you release this on Monday. Now, granted, right. this has been in the works for months uh, sure. with the logo and everything created. It's not like they Sunday said, "Hey, let's call it this." Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, unfortunate timing. Here's the thing, though. I want to know, like, I, I mean, I'm sure like, they put not just thought and meanings and marketing into this and everything. And now they had a logo and they probably got, you know, designers or, you know, these things usually are done by advertising or marketing firms or whatever. So it's probably a little too late to put the, the tank or the water back in the, out of the tank or in the tank or whatever. But you gotta, you gotta wonder what, what did they reject? You know, like what were the names that didn't quite make it? I mean, at some point, somebody in baseball had to realize, what are we calling it? Wait a minute. What, wait, what we're calling it. You got, do you understand what tank means? Like, what's going on here? Is anybody like aware outside of this marketing meeting? Like, really, what's happening with the ball club right now? I'll tell you who's aware of it, and that would be all the players. Speaking of tanking, 
you know, we had some comments the other day from Chris Archer and others. Uh, of course, you know, Eric uh, Neander we had on the podcast, his, his comments at least on the podcast. Well, today uh, was, you know, sort of, uh, well, I guess it was the club full club workout, right? Yes, and first, uh, first full club workout was on Monday. Yeah. So, you know, the team's all there. The guys, the guys are gathered, and, and Kevin Cash is going to dress, dress the club. But before that, Kevin Kiermeyer, maybe their biggest star that's left in the building at this point, Speaking of ten, he was not. Uh, let's just say KK wasn't beating around the bush. I'm gonna be as professional as I can when I answer these questions because uh, I'm not being around the bush. I am 100% frustrated and very upset with the moves. No being around the bush. Um, you know, it's just it's one of those things that makes you scratch your head. You don't know the reasoning why, and then you get, um, you know, you see the team's explanation, and still it's just like. Okay, well, so be it. But with that being said, it's my responsibility and now the team's responsibility. Move on. It's over with. It's done. Um, Got to move on from it. We cannot sit here and dwell on it. Like I said, we can sit here and feel sorry about ourselves, chatter amongst each other, but it's over with. It happened. We still have a really good team in here. Got a lot of good guys, and um, I, believe, I believe in these guys. Like I said, we lost two great players with, you know, it's it's terrible, but at the same time, life goes on. We have to sit here and still do what we have to do to go out there and get as many wins as possible. But uh, you know, and, and nonetheless, lost two great players, but two great teammates, two great friends as well. It's part of the game, and uh, you know, the timing was is what hurts. You know, you see them and you think, okay, all right, this, you know, all the trade talks, all that, everything. Okay, we might we might be past that, but. Um, you know, the Jake thing was a little bit expected. The Corey was just out of nowhere. But, you know, uh, we're, we're not afraid to, to shake things up, and it is what it is. <laughs> Anytime somebody says it is what it is means they are not on board with it. And, uh, of course, a DFA uh, designated for assignment, Corey Dickerson, which is their all-star, which means they're getting absolutely nothing for him. Got a, a Class A shortstop for Jake Odorizzi. It's been a rough 48 hours, and... Kevin wasn't done talking. Hey, Kevin, what are the guys saying in the clubhouse about this? The way I'm talking right now, I know I'm not trying to bash anyone or anything, but, you know, it, it's a negative response right now. And, you know, as time goes on, we'll sit here and get over it a little bit better. But right now, um, you know, like I said, it's just, you know, guys are saying, you know, what, what are we doing? Certain things like that, scratching your head, um, figuring out what the reasoning is. But... Uh, Man, this baseball is a, a tricky business sometimes, and you know these these past forty eight hours, you know, will definitely prove why. Yeah, tough for guys in the clubhouse, and I I think for Kiermaier, who has you know been in the majors now three plus years, he realizes he's one of the old guard as they start bringing up these new guys. He wishes they had more vets, but you know what? He likes the young players too, if they'll ever get to see them. I was just thinking about this when I was in the weight room earlier. Uh, you know, I, I'm considered a veteran. On I got four plus years in the big leagues, it, and it's crazy to think about. I don't know, three plus years in the big leagues. What am I thinking? Three plus years. Um, it, it, this will be a very young team, and um, I'm not using service time uh, for or against anyone. You know, you're still young. You can go out there and play, but you know, there's there's going to be times where you know 
rookies are going to look like rookies or whatnot. Um, and, you know, I, I wish we could have brought in a few more veteran guys. I love the Denard Span pickup. I wish we had more guys like that. But, you know what, we're all about the young, uh, controllable guys. And with that being said, though, you know, you got the guys like Jake Bowers, Willie Damas, Brett Honeywell, and many more to name where there's so much upside to them. Uh, so it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens whenever those guys uh, will make an impact on our on our big league club, but um, you know it, it is exciting to think about. But at the same time, like I said, we, we know how uh, the business side of everything goes with all the uh, super two eligibility whatnot. So who knows when we'll see those guys? Um, but it, it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But like I said, um, you know, bottom line, we still have so much talent in this room, and I'm I'm very optimistic. But you know, this is just that awkward uh, time period right now where you're still not not over these recent transactions. Uh, and it, they, we will. We'll be over and we'll move on. But it's always tough, you know, the, the, the five days after it when you're still trying to accept what just happened. And that, that's really the tough part for a guy um, like Kiermaier because, you know, you're, you're, you're losing players that you know absolutely would have helped you this year, not get anything back for them. Then you have a, a young, maybe nucleus of guys you know they're going to come up and help you sometime this season, but they're not going to be here to start the year because, of, as he mentioned, the Super 2 eligibility, that, that ability to, to keep them in the minors past a certain part where they're not arbitration eligible for another year. So the guys like Jake Bowers and Willie Adamas and Brent Honeywell they spoke about, they could probably help these guys, you know, uh, week one, game one, but they're not going to be on the major league roster, so you really don't know uh, when they're going to come up. So Kiermaier, that makes him, I guess, uh, the face of this franchise, and so that's that's sort of why he's he's speaking up. And I guess you know, according to Mark Tompkin of the Tampa Bay Times, he was a little late, uh, maybe getting out to the first workout, and that prompted speculation that maybe he got a little talking to. But it wasn't Kevin Cash that did it. No, I haven't. I mean, I've talked to KK throughout the off season. I've talked to him a bunch. I mean, look, we our players are entitled to their opinion, and I, it's difficult. For guys that you go uh, two years with, and Jake Odorizzi three years, Dickey two, and Odo three, it's difficult to see him go. Uh, but KK's smart enough to know, and everybody in here is smart enough to know, that uh, we have to make decisions that aren't probably the, the sexiest decisions at times. Uh, but we're going to, the people that are in this clubhouse are going to go about their business the same way as they would and go compete. Really interesting uh where cash is this year as opposed to the last you know few years i think he came in you know and he's still doing it the raise way obviously you get a buy-in that's part of the deal but they again they've always tried to mix and match sort of the young guys coming up with uh losing veterans along the way and then and bringing in guys for a year or two and i think it was i think it was kind of hard uh, on cash to sort of have um you know no one true direction of which way it was going I will say this about Cash this year, and Mark Tompkin made this point in his story, is that, and I agree with him, is that this is really this is really the start of him having more authority about this ball club, and it really starts with the coaching staff. I mean, he has his guys, you know, and he inherited some pretty good players or, or coaches with Jim Hickey and others, um, but now you know the, these are these are his coaches. This is his team. Eventually. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Eventually, sooner than later, he's going to have his young core of players, much the way Joe Madden went through a couple of, of really hard, long seasons until the prospects started developing, and then boom, they had a young nucleus of guys that went to the World Series. I mean, that's the hope, and I think that Cash is probably going to be a much more comfortable knowing that you know, you'll know you have some veterans, but predominantly it's a young group of players that are going to be learning to play at this level, and we'll just see how it goes. But I'm, I'm with you, Steve. We talked about this, and, and, and it, I know why teams won't do it, and I know why the Rays aren't going to do it. Um, but it, you know, fans, for the most part, if you tell them what the plan is, they'll buy in. You know, now they'll, they want to see results. I mean, if you say you're on a two-year plan, then they want to see results in two years. Um, and, of course, nobody has patience for that you know, very long anyway. But I just think that, you know, the Rays don't want to pull the Band-Aid off. And, and I guess to some extent they can't really control, you know, what the market is doing, I guess, and what they can get back in return. Uh, but to your point earlier that you made when we were talking is that, They've kind of set the bar pretty low here. I mean, it's going to be hard to demand much for the remaining players they have if they're willing to toss them away, these guys away for nothing. Yeah, and I think there's one other part to the honesty part, and that's you know what fans would really like to hear. But at the same time, they're trying to get support for a public-funded stadium, or at least for some public support behind a stadium. That's and true. So I think some of it is balancing that. It's kind of a balancing act of we're trying to do what's best for the organization, trying to to rebuild and, and and have a great team on the field when we get a new stadium, but you still got to get the public support. And if you just come out and say we're going to lose 110 games this year, does that support dry up some? And and, and you know you hope not, but you are balancing that that part of it too. That that didn't happen in Houston or Chicago or others. Right, exactly, and and I think those people bought in, and it sort, certainly worked out for them. And a lot, look, the the Rays aren't the only team trying to do this. There's going to be other teams that do it too, especially in small markets, especially if you're in the AL East and competing against the Yankees and the Red Sox, and Toronto and Baltimore every year. So get used to this. But uh, if it works, then everybody's happy, and it's worked before. They got to hope that it works again. The Ray Tank, it might be a verb. We don't know. So I broke a little news on Monday night in the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. The Bucks hiring a defensive line coach. He is Brenson Buckner, a guy that uh, I actually covered in the league. He played 12 seasons, was a defensive lineman, played for a lot of organizations, probably best known in his later years with the Carolina Panthers. He was part of a pretty good defensive line they had with Julius Peppers and Mike Rutger and Chris Jenkins. They went on to play in the Super Bowl against the uh, New England Patriots. That was, what, Super Bowl 38, I believe. And so uh, Buckner comes over from the Arizona Cardinals where he was their defensive line coach. This seems to me to be a pretty good hire because, uh, and I know that they, they had talked to a, uh, you know, a number of people, but if you look at the production that Buckner has had uh, as a young defensive line coach, he's only 46 years old, I believe, right now. And in the past five seasons, I mean, he's – He's had some pretty good success. The Arizona Cardinals led the league in sacks in 2016. They had 48. And you consider that, you know, he's sort of the reason he's in here is the Bucks were last in sacks uh, this past year with only 22. That's why they fired uh, Jay Hayes. And I think that over the five seasons he was with Arizona, they had at least 35 sacks or more. 
and he's put out you know some pretty good players as, as well, including Chandler Jones last year led the NFL in sacks with 17. Calais Campbell was there two years ago with the Cardinals. And all that the Bucks needed to do, I mean, actually Buckner could have walked in here and said, hey, you need my resume? I didn't bring it. You need references? Don't have them. Go bring Jameis Winston over here, and let's talk about the last two Arizona games because Jameis knows all too well that that defensive line in Arizona was well coached and got after him. If you remember, two years ago, Jameis played up there in week two. He was sacked three times, lost the fumble, threw four interceptions. He was pressured in a bit of those. And, the, you know, the Arizona Cardinals just destroyed Tampa Bay 40-7. to That was in 2016. And then last year, uh, if you recall, it also didn't go well there. In fact, it was Chandler Jones, again, who led the league in sacks that put pressure on Jameis Winston and, you know, knocked him out of the game with that right shoulder injury. That became – a big story all season. So I kind of like this hire. I mean, they, they had a number of guys that were in here. I guess, uh, you know, Colts defensive coordinator, Ted Monacino. So as you said earlier, there will be no Cappuccino Monacino in Tampa. He's not going to be part of this team. And then late, I guess, on Monday, it was learned that uh, they had interviewed University of Miami defensive line coach uh, Craig um, Kuligowski, who has left the University of Miami, and I think – uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's going to pursue other opportunities. One of those might be with the University of Alabama, but he did he did interview here in Tampa Bay. So not a stranger Buckner is to to the Bucks and especially Jason Light. I mean, this is you know you get to know guys in this business. Light was the Cardinals vice president of player personnel when Buckner was hired there as a defensive line coach in 2013. So. He's watched him work. Uh, he's a very hands-on guy. You can imagine a former player not that far removed from the NFL, you know, getting down and dirty and showing the technique and the things that made him successful and, and the kind of players that he's been around. Um, so, you know, look, this was a hard decision for Dirk Cutter, I think, to fire Jay Hayes, especially six weeks after the season, especially when the team had picked up Hayes' one-year option, and especially since – Dirk Cutter has known Jay Hayes for you know more than three decades. I mean, they were rivals at at uh, Idaho and Idaho State, and so their relationship is is well known. But you know, certainly an area where if if there was one one thing you could change about the Buccaneers uh, to change what happened last season, it would be you know the ability to try to get some pressure on the quarterback, which it just couldn't do. And so whether it was Cutter or Light or the combination of the two, they decide to make a change on the coaching staff. Now, you know, the question that, that Buckner is going to have and has to figure out and the Bucks have to figure out is who's he going to coach? I mean, this, this looks to me almost like a raised rebuild in some respects when it comes to the Bucks' defensive line. Uh, outside of Gerald McCoy, who's a six-time Pro Bowl player and doesn't show a whole lot of signs of slowing down, you know, you basically have – you have him, you have Noah Spence, who's coming back from a shoulder surgery. By the way, posted some Instagram of him pushing around some weight, so that, that looks like a good sign. But Noah Spence is coming back from that. Um, guys like uh, Clinton McDonald and uh, Silver Saliga are free agents. They're going to cut Chris Baker probably almost any day now, the defensive lineman they brought as a free agent last year. So you're talking about adding a lot of new pieces. We still don't know what's going to happen to William Golston or what's going to happen with Robert Ayers. I think they're still trying to figure that out if one or both or neither are going to be with this team. 
a lot of changes, but I, I like this hire. I like I like the idea of Brenston Buckler Buckner of the number of the guys that they brought in here and, and interviewed. Um, and so I'm anxious to see what he'll do. All right, we'll end with this. The Tampa Bay Lightning start a three-game road trip tonight at Washington, and then when they come home, 14 of their last 20 games are going to be at Emily Arena, which bodes well for them. But before that, on Monday uh, is the trade deadline. And, of course, there's a lot of speculation, and rightfully so, that the Lightning, given where they're at and their uh, perhaps their lack or need for another defenseman, is going to be involved in, in, in a trade sometime on or before the deadline. And, you know, with that comes the speculation. If you're a player on one of those teams, especially the Lightning, you know, who's going to go? Because you have to give up something to get something. A lot of that speculation, and this was true probably, it was true of last year's tread deadline. You heard a lot about Tyler Johnson. It was probably uh, true during the uh, during the summer when he was, you know, sort of linked to trade rumors as well, uh, especially uh, he was going to be a, a restricted free agent. And then, you know, all of that ended, it seemed, when he signed this enormous deal, seven years, $35 million in July. And, you know, at that time, Steve Eiserman let him know, hey, don't don't worry about what you're reading. Uh, they, they really wanted to get something done, and they did. Well, now Tyler Johnson is another one of those players that whose name is being tossed about on Twitter and – uh, in our newspaper, in the Tampa Bay Times, and, and everywhere else. And the thing you forget, and, and this is true of all sports, when you hear these these trade rumors, is as much as it's part of professional sports and you, you try not to focus on those things, it does, it can affect you. And there are many players in that, you know, that locker room that have been dealt before, and they sort of know how disruptive it can be. One of those, by the way, is Chris Kunitz. And if you recall, he was playing – for the Anaheim Ducks back in oh, it was 2009, he's at a, uh, a morning skate in Boston, and they pull him off the ice, and they told him he had been traded to Pittsburgh. Whenever your name's on the one, maybe on the block, it, yeah. it's a little tougher to go to work every day. Mm. You always feel like you're um, kind of under the gun or whatever. Mm. I'm sure some guys are feeling like that throughout the league. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you're one of those guys being talked about, it, hopefully you're getting a chance to go play for a team that's going to be contending, and you should be, you know, and, uh, getting ready for that 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 push or getting ready for that uh, you know inspirational run with another team worked out okay for Kunitz though I think what do you win three Stanley Cups total is that what is that uh, three is that with right? Pittsburgh he won one with Anaheim before that so he's got four rings unbelievable total. that's an unbelievable career right yeah, and could to he have a fifth this year very likely so he's going to be one of those guys he's going to become the Legarrette Blunt of uh, NHL Legarrette Blunt's going to become the Chris Kunitz of the NHL. It seems like all he does is win Super Bowls now. Wherever he's at, that team's going to going to uh, win a championship. Um, but he's been a big he's been a big part of their success this year. Every guy has this story, or a lot of these guys in the NHL and, and has this story. Braden Colburn uh, told Joe Smith of the Tampa Bay Times about how he was, you know, woken in the middle of the night in a deal from Philly to Tampa Bay, and uh, his wife had got up to check on their 17 uh, month old son, and there was a ton of calls and texts. I mean, you just never know, you know, when when the phone calls are going to come, and then boom, your whole life is disrupted, and you got a family in one city, and you got to be, you know, meet sometimes meet the team that's playing in another city, um, so it can get kind of crazy. And so when you when you read about these these trades and and all this stuff that you see in, in the names on social media, just remember there's actual people and families behind all that. I still believe, Steve, that 
Tyler Johnson is going to be a part of this. I, I don't, you know, he has a year from now he'll be able to, uh, I guess, to, to void a trade if he wants to. He has a, July 1st, there's no trade clause will kick in on his new contract. Sure. So, I mean, this is the last time they can control where he goes totally. And let's face it, they, they do have, if they have an abundance of anything, it's it's goal scorers. And so, you know, you got to feel for that reason if you want to get somebody really, really good. Now, you know, who's to say whether they can come up with, you know, Ryan McDonough or Eric Carlson or somebody like that. But to do it, you're going to have to give up somebody pretty good. You will. And a lot of it may depend on are you getting a rental or are you getting someone who's got some term True. on the back end? Like Eric Carlson's got an extra year. So it would be you mm-hmm. know, the rest of this year and next year. That's going to cost you more than someone who's only under contract for the rest of the year. So it depends on what pieces you're trying to bring back. And, you know, everyone thinks right-handed shot defenseman, which is probably their biggest need, but they're also, I think, looking for a third or fourth line centerman that can, is really good at face-offs and can play the penalty kill. I think that's a need on this team as well. Yeah. Well, they've got, they've got some needs, in there, and they're going through some bumps right now. I mean, you know, Washington's not an easy team to play, and that's where the road trip starts. But, you know, this, this team – is not playing the same hockey they were uh, at the start of the season. And that's, that seems to be pretty obvious, although a lot of things uh, can impact that. Um, well, just how know, much I, they've been on the road since, yeah. really since, the, you know, just after Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. They started a road trip on December 31st and pretty much all of January. They had three home games in January. Uh, February, they well, haven't had many. They've had uh, three or four so far this month. Um, they're on the road again this week, and then, as we said, they get 14 of their last 20 at home. Uh, but part yeah. of being on the road that long is they really haven't had many practices. Mm-hmm. I, 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 my numbers may be wrong because it's been talked about, but three or four, maybe five practices at most since before Christmas. Full practices, not morning skates, not you know that, yeah. but full practices where they're they're working on whether it's power play or you know whatever they want to work Penalty on, kill, whatever, yeah, yeah. changing things or trying new things. They've had. Uh, if, at most five, I believe, since since just before Christmas. If, if, it, it could be a little off there, but it's close to that. Yeah, just an incredible grind of the NHL season, especially when, once you get into the postseason, as uh, this this team did for years until last year, and they'll certainly be back in it this year. So we'll see what happens with the trade deadline coming up Monday, and you want to make sure you uh, check out Joe Smith and uh, TampaBay.com for all the latest lightning news. That's it for our podcast. Thanks for listening. And as always, we want to get your feedback and your questions. You can always reach us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. That's at SportsDayTB. Or you can reach me at NFL Stroud. And, of course, uh, online, my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. And we want your ratings and your reviews. Lots of places you can do that where you subscribe, right, Steve? That's right, on SoundCloud or iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. And, of course, always at tampabay.com slash sports. We thank you for joining us. Make this a habit. Join us every day. And until tomorrow, have a good day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 